Well, one, one of the most important things is something that is a kind of a, of a lost uh, or an art that's sort of ebbing away, and that is listening. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Tom Madden of Transmedia Group. Tom, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to talk to you. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Tom so you hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Tom Madden is, is the quintessential PR man, telling him to stop publicizing, inventing products like his knife and forklift that helps you to exercise while eating and writing articles, blogs and, and books is like telling the government to stop spending money. Pointless. His popular <laughs> blog is Madden Mischief and Madden's rise in the world of Media started at the Philadelphia Inquirer before he served as vice president of NBC under the then CEO, Fred Silverman. After departing NBC, Tom launched his own award-winning public relations firm, Transmedia Group, in 1981 that is now celebrating its 40th year in business in 2021. Congratulations. And the firm is now based in Boca Raton, Florida, and, is all, and has offices worldwide. He is author of the new book, World Shine Man, as well. Tom, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I sure am. I awesome. sure am. Well, let's do Fire it. Away. Let's do Fire it. Away. So uh, to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit here, a little bit more on how you got started and how you started doing all the awesome work you're doing now. Well, I started in uh, PR actually uh, when I left the newspaper world. I was a reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer for a number of years. And uh, and then I got greedy and I wanted to get make more money. So mm -hmm. I went into uh, network television. And I worked myself up to number two at NBC in New York and uh, uh, had those adventures and they were fun and uh, very scary, but uh, but very uh, lucrative and so forth. But then I left there and started this business transmedia group. Our first clients were some of the largest companies in America at the time, like AT&T. I did work for the city of New York. Uh, and all kinds of other clients, Kellogg's in Battle Creek, Michigan, the cereal maker, you know, I, and I coached the CEOs of those companies, you know, to get up in front of cameras and be very, very effective. And I, and I arranged them for them to have a lot of media appearances and so forth. And they were difficult times for these companies because AT&T at the time was going through a divestiture they were being forced by the Federal Trade Commission to uh, to give up its op their operating companies and become a smaller company. Uh, and uh, so I helped them through that <clears throat> very difficult time, got them on a lot of television shows and, 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 and took the uh, and took the CEO at the time, whose name was Charlie Brown, believe it or not, Charlie Brown. That was his name. And I, and I helped Charlie Brown uh, make a strong case that AT&T is going to be better than it ever was and so forth, although it was a, it was a crushing blow for AT&T. So, but we put a good spin on it. And that's what the business is all about, putting these good spins on sometimes even bad news. It's called crisis management. Yeah. And I do a lot of that, and I've helped a lot of 
<clears throat> businesses through some very difficult times through the crisis management. So, but PR is the is what I have been doing all these years successfully. Made a lot of people very wealthy because there's nothing like exposure. I mean, if you don't know about somebody or their products, how how are you going to buy them? How are you going to support them? So, and it's the exposure that comes not from pounding on your chest advertising. Uh, it comes from third parties like the media, like something like we're doing right here. Like, I mean, you're interviewing me. I'm talking about my company. And uh, it, it's, it's different than me putting an ad out there and just, you know, beating my chest saying how wonderful we are and so forth. So, I mean, this has more credibility and it's more effective and we've helped a lot of companies uh, prosper. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I appreciate you for, for sharing that because I think I often say the name of the game is all about being found, all about visibility and to really get that visibility, especially where other people are pounding your chest instead of you pounding your own chest. That definitely helps out as far as like building that, that no like and trust and all those things that help people want to support businesses and organizations and continue to kind of frequent and patronize them. So, uh, and on the side, I write books. Uh, I, uh, I've written books. Uh, five books so far. My fifth uh, is titled Word Shine Man. Mm -hmm. And that's coming out uh, next month. Uh, it'll be on Amazon, be in bookstores and so forth. And uh, it's, it's a very close to my business kind of book because uh, I've become a word shine man. And let me tell you what a word shine man does. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we used to polish boots and shoes they were called shoe shine men and you know we that was okay now what i'm discovering in my pr business as we bring in younger people who are bright as hell motivated as hell but they don't have the facility for writing that a guy like me over the years has acquired so i'm so they i look at their press releases and my daughter adrian says to me dad can you polish this release? And the word polish came part of the things that I was all the communication. So I became a polisher. <laughs> and then I came up with the word word shine man. So that's what I do. I make words, sentences, paragraphs, headlines shine. So you want to read them. You get involved in them. They interest you. They're effective. And that's what a lot of people have trouble doing these days and that is write effectively yeah they could send a quick uh, text and they're very rapid with the thumbs and boy they're good with those kind of short messages mm -hmm. but if you want to come down to a really compelling press release that's going to get the attention of editors producers people like yourself you're going to get their attention you better be able to shine a little bit shine that that first opening uh, uh, you know, headline, that headline better grab. And that's what I do. I make headlines grab. Now I'll read you a very short thing. The book starts with a, with a little poem. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the lyrics to it and I go real fast here because I think it, uh, it, it, it says, it sums up the book very well. Mm -hmm. You know, it says once shoes, now words need polish. Here comes the word shine, man. And here goes the lyrics. It's going to be a hit song one of these days. I don't have the music yet, but uh, maybe one of your audience uh, is a good, uh, you Singer. know, can write some music. Here, here's the lyrics I wrote. 
You want words to tell her you love her, but not so many that'll smother. Here's what I advise you, brother. Go see the word shine, man. Once scuffed dirty shoes needed polish. Nowadays, it's words won't shine. So I tell you, bro, consult a word pro. Go see the word shine, man. The magician with words is he. Reels them out with glee, not free. You slap some grease in his hand and he's yours, the word shine man. Pros he comes up with will scintillate. She'll know you're her number one fan. Never too late for love to percolate. Go see the word shine man. That's going to be a big song one of these days. Yeah, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And um, I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? You know, it's it's it comes down to the experience, and uh, and I've had all kinds of uh, you know successes and disasters. I mean, you have to make mistakes if you're going to learn. So mm-hmm. you and then you can avoid mistakes that others make. So uh, being in this business so long, being sending so many messages out, I've gotten to learn what kind of works and what is not going to work. And I try to convey that to the staff and so forth. Uh, you know, I'm, I, they look upon me as a very seasoned, experienced guy, and, uh, and they want to know what I think of what they do and they're what they, how they write it. So it's good. And I, and I think we make a lot of progress that way. And that's what the book is about. It's got a lot of before and afters. I, I really dealt with re, real situations where somebody wrote a press release or a headline or something, and that was the before. Mm-hmm. And then I simply added some of my experience to it and made it an after. And the after, and, and my staff, and especially the interns, you know, we get these college interns, and they really are amazed at what can be done by just moving some words around, making things a little shorter tighter you know uh, so many things you can do with words keeping shorter words active words and uh and you'd be surprised how you can uh improve uh the effectiveness of writing um i guess i I want to get a little bit more i guess from you or or from the book or combination of both could you give us like what i call a ceo nugget which is like a word of wisdom or piece of advice it could be around words or something that we can take away so that we can be better wordsmith or or be something like the the word john man one one of the most important things is something that is a kind of a of a lost uh, or an art that's sort of ebbing away and that is listening Mm. Uh, and you, you want to help somebody, you better first listen to them and see where they're coming from and see what they're thinking and what their feelings are and so forth. Then you could be a much more effective. I mean, you go to a doctor, you know, he doesn't start prescribing. He, he starts to really check you out. And listening is a way of, of starting a process uh, and understanding where somebody has to come to. Uh, where they are starting from, their starting point. So uh, that's what I've gotten pretty good over the years is kind of just listening to people. I listen to how they speak. I listen to what they're interested in. I listen to what excites them uh, and so forth. And this all goes into the equation of uh, prescribing uh, something for those uh, young people who want to be communicators. 
So that, that's a very important st uh, starting point. And then, of course, uh, th there's a delicacy here in terms of teaching without being destructive. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I, and, and that, that's an, an art, too. I mean, you want to be able to tell people they're way out of line with their words uh, and yet do it in a way that's not going to discourage them and make them excited about progressing uh, to a higher level. And that, that's, that's an art, too. I mean, you've mm -hmm. got to be able to teach without being destructive. So, uh, you know, those are a couple of things uh, over the years I've uh, picked up on. And I think that what makes me fairly effective uh, leader. I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question. You work with so many CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, and, and led so many. So I wanted to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? It, 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 there's a fatherly aspect to being a CEO. I mean, uh, you you become sort of like the father of an organization. And uh, and, and what do fathers do? I mean, yeah, they want their their children, their young people to carry the ball and be in the sport and so forth. And you can coach them from the sidelines and so forth. So so, but I, I think that's. That's that's what it entails uh, is that kind of leadership from the side, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, let let people feel that they're progressing and not just following a leader. You know, uh, I want to instill leadership in everybody so we can have a lot of leaders uh, within an organization. So I don't believe in just establishing a kind of authoritarian rule over an organization. I want everybody to aspire to leadership, you know, and that's that's sort of the goal here. And if you can do that, well, you're going to have a powerful company. Nice. I absolutely appreciate that. I'm a big believer, uh, just as you said so well, that true leaders actually create more leaders and they empower the people on their team, just as you said, parents are doing and, and being on the sideline and cheering on, um, providing support, whatever it might be for those people um, within the organization to be leaders. So Tom, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book, and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Sure. I mean, uh, the book, Word Chime Man, it's my fifth. It'll be out. Uh, you can get find it on Amazon and be in certain bookstores around the country. And, uh, uh, and I hope you enjoy reading it and get something out of it, because I put a lot into it, and I think it's useful to read. And even to share with other others in your family and so forth. So, uh, so that's coming out. And uh, as far as uh, the business, well, we're finally passing through this pandemic, and things are going to get back to semi-normal again. And uh, but it's interesting how we have progressed in these zooms and this kind of virtual, you know, world that we're in right now. So it's. It is. It has brought us into another era. I think it's made us all uh, better communicators in, in a lot of respects. So we've learned something from this horror, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, use now more uh, power in our communications. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I appreciate you for, for helping so many people do that. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a copy of the book um, and hear about all the awesome things you're doing. And, and I appreciate, you know, you, you hopping on the show and you providing so much wisdom, because I think so many times we forget that in order to be successful, a lot of times we stand on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. And as you said, you put a lot in that book, but I know you put a lot into the work that you've done that led to that book. So I appreciate you for sharing so much of your knowledge and expertise and of course, taking time out today. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.